This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. But do you want to get to the one, the, the question we got? We got an email from a listener, um, which has to do with the fact that we haven't really talked about Fabian Lysel, um in a while, because at the beginning of the season and, and in our preseason podcast, we talked about, you know, well, maybe with all of the guys that were out at the time, you know, no Marshawn, um, would Fabian Lysel be able to slot in somewhere in the lineup where he would fit? And then we kind of haven't picked up that conversation in a while because um, the Bruins have been relatively healthy and, and especially in the positions that he would be able to come in for and play. Um, so our listener asks, uh, you know, is there any update on Fabian Lysel? Where would he maybe fit? What if they, if they were able to get him in the lineup before the end of the season and, and like, could he fit with the fourth line? Would he be somewhere on the top two lines? Um, because that's more of how he plays. Um, so we'll, we can go into that um, because we haven't touched on him in a while. Um, and we haven't touched too much on what's going on in Providence either. Yeah, because, you know, because it's been best case scenario, which is that exactly the NHL team is so good that you don't have to really pay attention to what's going on in, in Providence. Um, because there's no, there's no need to rush anyone. There's no need to, dip down there to bring someone up and unless there's an injury situation, like, you know, who, who are you looking at being like, ah, get rid of them and, you know, bring up someone from, from Providence. Like I'm sure people, you know, some listeners right now probably going Craig Smith. It's <laughs> like, well, okay, fine. But like Craig Smith's a, a proven NHLer and doesn't have a two way contract. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah. So, you know, maybe if you trade him at some point, you, Obviously, you're going to call someone up at that point, but there's no rush to do that. Like, let guys play in Providence. You don't want you don't want to bring up some young player and have him be the 13th forward sitting on level nine every night. Um, that's not good for the development. So, um, you keep Smith for now. You keep that depth for now, and use it until you, you know, until or unless like you have to do something. Um, as far as Lysel, uh he so he had missed a little bit of time, um, but came back this weekend and I think he had missed like four games or something. But came back this uh, weekend, yeah, four games. yeah, and had two goals in his first game back, and then another assist on Sunday. Um, and he's and even though he's played fewer games than than some of the guys, he's still he's third on the team in points. He's got seventeen points, seven on seven goals and ten assists. So um, they don't have like the points per game stat listed on, on their website, at least that I don't see, but he's right up there. And and the, the two guys that are ahead of him are Vinny Letary and 
Luke Toporowski. Um, but you're not seeing those two guys come up before you're seeing Fabian Lysel. And then actually right below Lysel is Merkelov. So that's... Well, I will say, Letary, you might. Like, Letary would be... If someone gets injured and they're out, you know, I don't know, a week or two, and, like, you just need someone to either be your 13th forward or plug in to like the third or fourth line at some point, like Letary's actually a good option for that. He's, he's a guy who's played in the NHL, um, you know, has had some decent numbers at times and a guy that you wouldn't be worried about. Like if he has to sit in the press box for a few games, because he's not, you know, he's not okay. a prospect. He's not a guy that like, you're trying to make sure you maximize his development. So well, it, it depends what you want. Like, if you're looking to try to add spark and but on a much higher risk, you go with a 19 year old that's never played in the NHL before. But if you're looking for someone that's like, okay, has some NHL experience, you're going with, it depends who you're, who you're trying to slot in, but McLaughlin, Letary, Lauco, those are who you're going with rather than if it seems like a high risk situation to put in Lysel, um, depending on what the what the stakes are in the game, depending on who it's against, depending on um, if you're even able to to move him up because you have an injury. So, and then just a reminder that Mike Riley is also down there playing, and um, and Tom Strawman still hasn't, I don't think, decided what's going on with him. So, no, yeah, he's still kind of just hanging around. Um... I think he was probably hoping that, you know, Bruins might make a move that would allow him to get, you know, get him back on the NHL roster. Like, for like, had they traded Mike Riley or still, if they do trade Mike Riley at some point, they would have the cap space to bring Strawman back to the NHL roster. Um, but obviously that hasn't happened yet. So technically though, what does it count as like, what what is he like he's in limbo like he cleared waivers so he's still with the bruins is it just counted as like personal time like he's just yeah, like I don't know exactly, personal time away I don't know exactly how they yeah i don't know exactly how they classify that but i mean basically like he's he's been assigned to providence but he's not reporting so it, i don't think you know it doesn't affect anything like his cap hit isn't counting against the, the nhl level since he was you know only on a, a one year, $1 million deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned some of the other guys like who could get called up. Obviously we've seen Lauko in the NHL this year. So we know what he can do. We know that Jim Montgomery likes him. Um, you know, he hasn't produced a ton down in province, three goals and an assist. Yeah, in, he has. And I was looking at games. that. Um, and neither have some, you know, neither has Mark McLaughlin or, or Johnny Beecher. Like, mm-hmm. McLaughlin seven points in 24 games Beecher seven and 23 I think even though they're they're not going to be counted on for like a ton of offense if they were to get called up I think you want to see a little more offense from those guys in in the AHL um before you start to I think seriously consider calling them up um Oscar Steen 13 points in 24 games you know I'm not sure if like he's obviously uh he had a pretty disappointing training camp in preseason but seems like maybe he's taking steps where it's kind of working himself back into the good graces of the organization. I um, think that the, the, the Merkulov stats are actually very encouraging. Like we see him as like a very gifted goal scorer. He's got five goals, which isn't bad, but he's got 11 assists. Um, and I just feel like he had a lot of developing to do, 
Um, and he's somebody that could play center or wing, uh, and like his development could, could be interesting to follow as well. Um, he's not doing, he's, he's doing pretty well down in Providence as of right now. 16. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think he's ready to play center no, at the that, NHL level because his, his two way game isn't there. I don't but, think he's ready yet for the NHL, even on the wing necessarily, but no. like, it's nice to see progress and, and growth in his game. And, you know, getting acclimated to a more of an NHL type game in the AHL than he was playing in college. Yeah. And he's played a lot of wing in Providence this year. So, like, I think I think that's probably good because it's very possible that like whenever he does crack into the NHL and I don't really think it's going to be this season, but maybe next year, like it might be on the wing first. So that's good to get him comfortable there. Like learn learn the two-way wing game first and then somewhere down the road, maybe bring that back to center. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to circle back to Lysel, since that's what started this, you know, I don't, there's absolutely no rush. And if he spends this entire season down in Providence with, without ever getting called up, I don't think that's a bad thing. One, that means the Bruins have continued to play well, continue to be, relatively healthy and don't need um you know to see if like he's ready for a top nine role or whatever uh and secondly it's just he's he's still developing and he's doing that in the hl and being at close to a point per game is very encouraging for a first year ahl player but um you know if if that's what this year is for lysel is just a really strong AHL season spent developing down there, then that to me is perfectly fine. That's there's no disappointment there. Like, but if you get into a situation later in the year where God forbid, there is like a top six injury and maybe it's a little longer term than, and Lysel's playing well and looks like he might be ready then, then sure. You you give that a shot, but um, But that would be like in in that situation where that's a, that's a bad situation to be in. Like seeing Lysel, if you, if we do see Lysel, it most likely means some, some shit hit the fan and things are like in a desperate situation to just try to find bodies. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it could just be like one, not season ending, but like slightly longer term. Inj- like say, like what? Like say Pavel Zaka like... gets injured and is out a month. Yeah. Yeah. And in like February or, you know, early March or something like that could be kind of like a good stretch where it's like, you know, whether it's on the first line or the second line or wherever, like get him into kind of a more offensive role and, and see what he does with it. Um, But obviously that, you know, there are other options, like maybe, maybe Craig Smith's playing better by then, or maybe, you know, whatever, like the, it's a good problem to have to just to have the depth um, and to not feel like you need to rush Fabian Lysel, which they clearly don't. And I feel like when we had the question about, you know, at the beginning of the season, do you start him Cause Marshawn's out. And do you, do you try to like, just get a taste of what he could be like? Well, you got a taste of what he could and couldn't do in preseason. So they got a decent enough look at him in preseason um, and just didn't feel ready, like he was ready to to come factor in at the NHL level. So um, I think 
what and at the time we were saying you know you know what i would like to see him just just out of curiosity just see what he looks like on a line with you know bergeron or whatever like set him up for success um and see what that looks like so um would i like to see him just because i'm pure curiosity how that would look yes but at the same time you really just hope the bruins stay healthy and that um you know, I guess you just don't need him um, and you don't really have a spot for him. So um, we also will probably at some point um, later in the season, talk to Mark Diver again. Um, We almost had him on again back when the Mitchell Miller stuff was going on because he was one of the few people that actually talked to Mitchell Miller um, when he was briefly in Providence. Um, But I'm sure we'll have Mark Diver on who knows everything Providence Bruins. So yeah. Also, sure. also want to have Fluto on because I had a conversation with Fluto the other day. I was like, "You want to come on the podcast?" He's like, "Yeah, whenever." So Fluto Shinzawa of the Athletic probably will come on with us soon as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if you had anything else, Bridget. The one last thing that I was gonna bring up and we can do it quickly is the the whole Zidane Chara Kevin Oh yeah Dexa thing that has surfaced over the past week where. Uh, Chara was on uh, Julian Edelman's podcast and they're talking about the 2011 Stanley cup final. And Chara said, at first he said, we saw, and then lit like in the same answer kind of changed it to like, we heard that when the Canucks came to Boston leading that series 2-0 after winning the first two games in Vancouver, that, they were practicing their Stanley cup celebrations on the garden ice and like how they're going to hand it off and stuff. And so Chara said like, you know, basically like we're like, well, fuck this. Like, we're not going to let that happen. And, um, Kevin BX, I'm sure probably other Canucks players too, but Kevin BX most publicly has been big mad about this. And he has been like popping up all over the place, including on hockey night and, I mean, he's on the like Sportsnet panel, anyways, or whatever. But on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday, um, like going into great detail about how impossible this was and how someone would have seen it, and you know everything was on camera and reporters were had access to every practice during the finals. And it, like on the one hand, like yeah, he he's right. Like everything was open to the media, so someone probably, probably would have seen it. Said it. But, like, he gets so worked up, and I'm just like, I don't really understand. Like, this isn't really that big of a deal. Like, you you can just say it didn't happen. I don't know, you know, how he heard that. But, like, to me, what probably happened here is, and we've seen this in other sports, it happens all the time, is, like, someone starts a rumor to kind of get guys a little more motivated, you know, get under their skin a little. So it's like someone, you know, in the Bruins organization probably, like, told us to like one or two players and then they spread it. And it's like, it, it doesn't even matter if it actually happened or not. It's like, once you get players thinking that it did, they have that extra chip on their shoulder. And like, yeah, that's, well, that was that's the whole thing for. with that whole, that whole series was the, the pumping your tires. Like <laughs> yeah. if you remember the, the Tim Thomas and uh, I, it, it was the goalies were going at it in the media and it was just, there was a lot of, gamesmanship in that way and like bulletin board material nathan horton bringing the garden ice, ice to vancouver yep. and port it's like all those little Burrow's things where it's like chomping on bergeron's finger 
Yeah, like all those little things where it's like, all right, like obviously none of this actually makes a difference when you're playing hockey, when you're playing the game, but it's like, I don't know. The, the pro athletes can be weird. Like you, you just you get one of those something like that, you get it into their head, and and it gives them like a little extra something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I'm whole cur- like Luongo was like involved in a bunch of like comments and stuff and press conferences i remember oh yeah it was now it's all coming back to me (laughs) um and like i when i wrote this up for for a blog like i pointed out like bill belichick famously did this in 2004 before the super bowl against the eagles during like the i think it was like the night before during the team meeting at the hotel he takes like a piece of paper and he's going over the eagles Super Bowl parade plans. And he's saying, like, it goes up this street and then it's going to turn here. And he's like, by the way, it starts at 11 a.m. on Monday if you guys want to, or Tuesday or whenever it was, if you guys want to go. And it's like, I've no one has any idea if like <laughs> Philadelphia had actually planned out the whole Super Bowl parade. Like, Belichick could have just written down like directions through the city of Philadelphia and like <laughs> stood up there. And it wouldn't have mattered because it was like, all, all he's trying to do is get his players to be like, Oh my god, they think they're gonna win. They're already planning their parade. Like that it's that kind of thing. And it's like uh but for BX to get like so worked up over, it's like I don't like calm down, dude. Like it, it was it's eleven years ago. Like I don't think anyone <laughs> really thinks that like that happens, but whatever. Now they still beefing. Still beefing yeah. all this time later. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, that that's one that I hadn't heard. So I might, I might go back and listen to that interview that, I mean, that sounds entertaining to me. So I might, I might go back and watch that podcast. Well, and and you get like, it's also good because you get like a little bit of a looser chara because he's, you know, Edelman. So like, like, you know, I said that he was like, fuck this. Like he actually drops an F-bomb, which like you usually don't hear from Zidane Chara. I'm sure you hear plenty on the ice. Like he's no, no stranger to it on the ice, but like, in interviews, you always get, you know, kind of like the soft-spoken Chara. So. Yeah. No, and I brought this up to you as well. It's it's kind of weird to see, like, the former Bruins just, like, out and about, like, still, like, in the area, still connected to other Boston athletes and, and different things. And I was told that Tuka Rask showed up somewhere and played drums this weekend uh, somewhere in Boston. <laughs> I guess he just shows up and plays drums places now. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's his second career. He's yeah, he's, he's a drummer. Gonna, he's just gonna be gig drummer. Prestige worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was I was like, I can't imagine just going to a bar and just like turning around and just like the live music is just Tuka playing the drums. <laughs> anyway, they're they're still here. They're still even though they're not from Boston originally, they still they still live around here, um, have houses around here, and you know, still see them every once in a while. They're hard to miss too. If you see Chara, you're like, oh yeah, that's Chara. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, he had his kids at a game like oh, a couple weeks ago, or whatever. They were right down on the glass for warmups, like in the in the spot where Razor usually is for his Nesson hits. Um, but yeah, they're just like hanging out on the glass watching warmups. Yeah, it, it's it's and then we saw a lot of them come back and do that alumni game. Yep. That was was it a week ago? Which by the way, they used to do the alumni game. I don't think they're doing it this time because I think that this counts as it, but back when 
the, the la- this was for the winter classic, right? So, um, the last winter classic the Bruins had was the Montreal one at Gillette and they played legitimately. Like they had all of their alumni play on the ice at Gillette. And it was apparently I was told by my, my color commentator, Kaylee Fracken, who played, played with the, the Boston pride that day, the day that Dena Lang actually um, got paralyzed and she was out there for that. She was telling me that the ice was just shit. And like, she was surprised more people didn't get hurt. So they had all like some of these much older guys just out there, like playing on crappy ice. And I don't know, actually I found that game more entertaining than the Bruins winter classic game. Cause they got murdered by Montreal and they didn't have Marshawn cause he was suspended. And it was so cold that we, even at our tailgate, our fire wouldn't heat up our, our kebabs. <laughs> so it was just like cold steak. And I was like, this is not what I was planning for this, but this time we're going to be in the press box, Scott. So we don't yeah, have to worry about yeah. our kebabs getting warm. It wasn't a winter classic, but one of the frozen Fenways um, with all the college hockey games, we had a media game at Fenway one year and, and it, it had like rained that morning. It was like a kind of warm day and the ice was like borderline slush. Like it was awful, but it was like, well, how many times are we going to get a chance to play at Fenway? So you just like went out there. It was like, you know, half the passes were just stopping in the water. <laughs> like it, it sucked for hockey, but it was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to skate at Fenway again. So like suck it up and, and do yeah, our are they having Are they having one this year? Cause I, haven't I, I hope so, but I haven't heard anything yet. Do I get the invite? I'll have to put my yeah. knee brace back on mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my very sexy knee brace that I have to win <laughs> if I want to play hockey. Uh, anyway, I'm going to, hopefully we're on the same team, but if not, I'm going to kick your ass. Um, yeah. Good luck. See if we can get Brian too. <laughs> Brian would but probably it, actually be good. Like, yeah, Brian, Brian is good. Brian, yeah, Brian actually, <laughs> Brian actually plays and coaches. Like, yes, half like I would say ninety five percent of like the media people who are out there could like barely skate. So it was not it was not pretty hockey. No, hey, we'll report back on that. We'll do a whole pod about it if it happens. Anyway, we went long again. Um, so. I think that's going to do it unless you have anything else, Scott. Nope. I'll get. All right. Well, hopefully we get Brian back for next week uh, or for next podcast, which we'll probably, are we doing one after the Tuesday game and then after the Thursday game or so the, the Bruins. Uh, yeah, probably. I so the Bruins Tuesday night at home against the Islanders and Thursday night at home against LA. So we'll be recording after both of those. And then Saturday they have, um, a one o'clock game against Columbus. Um, they're in a five game homestand right now. So, or they're about to start a five game homestand. So we will be back with you after Tuesday's game then. So thank you for listening.